All right, let's go. College football playoff is finally uh, here. It's the longest wait ever. It's really the same amount of time every year, but you're right. It feels it's like it's month. longer it's and longer month. and longer. Is it a full month or yeah. three plus weeks? Yeah. I don't know, but it's finally here. It's Honorado and Miller. It's Chris and it's Ash. And I think we are in for two really good games. Both spreads are small. We've had other matchups where it was like a nine-point spread at times. I think both of these games will be one possession games. How about that? Okay. I'd sign up for that right now. If that uh, was, you know, I think one will be high scoring. I think the other one, not so much. We'll get into those two matchups, Alabama, Michigan, Washington, and Texas on New Year's night. Yeah. You get the NFL on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Awesome. You get the college football playoff New Year's Eve night or New Year's yeah. night. Yeah. Going to be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. awesome. We'll yeah. get into our predictions there. We've got our week 17 picks. Only two weeks left in the NFL's regular season. Insane. Is and the picture going the wrong way. Ooh, mine especially. <laughs> the fairy tale of Tommy Cutlets. Uh, will it get a storybook ending? Doesn't look like it right now. Will the Bills win the AFC East? We are headed for a major Week 18 showdown between Buffalo and Miami. Two monster matchups this week. We'll get into all of that as well. Let's go. Honorado and Miller. This is Honorado and Miller, sponsored by Alpen House. Last show of 2023. Wasn't sure where that was going. Well, you never know. Could pull the plug on this any day. <laughs> Have no idea. That's the way life goes, right? One day I'm here, next day I may not be. Don't know. And in terms of the show, we don't have full control of that. <laughs> Higher-ups could decide, you know what? It's been fun. See ya. But this is at least the last show of 2023. Yes. We anticipate being with you for the first week of 2024. We'll see. Okay. There are people watching who I'm sure would say, we don't want to see you ever again. Hold That's fine. Uh, Sam, <laughs> good evening. Happy New Year to you, buddy. Carol's watching, of course. Ash, how are you feeling? She's certainly asking how you're feeling, not me. I feel very full these days. Large and in charge. Has nothing to do with the holidays. No. It's a human. Um, did we see Sam? I love the follow-ups, man. This was the big dilemma last week. How the heck we are we going to get to church, fulfill the family uh obligations, and still watch enough football? Uh we, we, we were, did plenty of that. We were able to do Christmas Eve mass um, 10 a.m. and because it was a Sunday, right? Christmas and day, day mass of. 10 a.m. On a Monday. Yep. Still Not hit, so bad. Still hit all the family functions. We were a hundred percent last weekend. And it was a good Christmas. It was Did you have very a good, good Christmas. Yeah. Pretty good Christmas. Good Christmas. We got a lot of sneakers in this household. We did. Even Nash got some sneakers. Yeah. All right, Alabama-Michigan, the first of the two college football playoff semifinals. Texas, Washington, the uh nightcap here. The Rose Bowl was Bama, Michigan. Who do you like? Simple. Like, Who do you like? I like Alabama. I like Alabama. I I don't know why, but I just had this this feeling that they've been trending in the right direction. That they're no doubt they were the team that kind of snuck in late. They're the four seed, which you know, listen, they're in, so it's not a big deal if you're the four or the one. No, but. It, it feels like they've been playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder because all year long people have been talking about, eh, this isn't the same Alabama team. 
They've started to figure it out. Milrow has become their starting quarterback, and they've given him a vote of confidence finally late in the season, um, in the second half of the season. So, yeah, I I like them, and I just don't love Michigan because they haven't won in the college football playoff in the last few years that they've been in it. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I would – I would take Alabama over Michigan. Okay. We'll Alabama see. has better athletes. Sure. I think if they're unable to contain Milrow as a runner, mm-hmm. have a very difficult time winning this game. I also think the only way Michigan wins is if they're able to dominate the line of scrimmage. And but run that's the what football. they do. I mean, that's it's a hundred percent what they do. They do. They've done it all year. Felt like they ran it better last year than this year, even. Um, I don't know. What was that? Well, the Penn State game, they, they didn't ran throw it, a single pass in the second I was going to say, they, they ran it yeah. every single time in the second half. Penn State's half a top-10 team, and they're not even that good. And still so, had a, a lot of success. But the athletes on Alabama are far superior sure. than what Penn State has. Mm-hmm. The pass rush on Alabama is very good. So my point here is that Michigan's going to have to be able to run the football to win yeah. this game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't think they can expose Alabama secondary with the pass game. And vice versa, Milrow will take some deep shots. And I think Bama has a shot on on hitting some of those. All that said, I I think Michigan wins. I'm on Michigan here. Okay. Um, I like it. I like when we don't agree. So let me just quickly divert, and then we'll get to the night. Have you seen this? Yeah. Alabama is taking uh, excruciating, going it's to excruciating lengths. It's not that To avoid any kind of potential sign stealing from Michigan here. Well, this is, I think, this is very different. Bama players all season long have been able to download practice and game film to their iPads. They take it home, can watch at home, right? They're not doing that. They haven't done that since the SEC championship game. So while I understand, hey, let's protect our our intel and not let it slip into the wrong hands, you don't have just the casual time at home in between downtime to check in on some things. You're If you're only watching film while you're in the facility, that – that cuts out a, a lot of time, especially when you're not going to class and taking tests. You're on break as a college there's student. there's more time to do that. If you're going to live in the facility, I don't know how long they're they're requiring their guys to be in the facility. But this feels to me like, are we going to look back on this and say they weren't as prepared as they could have been no. because they were worried about well, X? I No, only because you have four weeks to prepare for this team versus... So they're going to be more prepared for this game than any other game this season when they've had five or six days to prepare for any given team. So uh, I don't think it matters at all. They're doing what they feel like they have to do. I also think it's kind of ridiculous. Like if Michigan has stolen your signs, they did it earlier in the season. So you change your signs and then you're, you're good to go. Like Mm -hmm. they were doing it with people in your stadiums. Not by like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that pe- they've got people tapping into your IP addresses yeah, and stealing your video. Like all the videos out there. So you're saying it's unnecessary. No, it, it's totally unnecessary. Right. Um, well, that, I think but I don't think they're hurting themselves by by avoiding, you know, and taking these measures. Okay. It seems like it's pretty okay. straightforward. It just right? seems a little unnecessary. It's definitely unnecessary. Over the top. Yeah. Is is all I'm kind of getting at here. Yep. Sam says Michigan and Washington mm. will win. Troy's a big Michigan fan. Michigan versus everybody. Yeah, ran it better last year. Still capable of winning, no doubt. I'm I'm picking Michigan to win as well. Ash is on Alabama, and and why not? And the Rock Man likes the sweater. Thanks, buddy. 
yeah. Christmas sweater. So this is new to our show now. If if you comment on X oh, the yeah. way the Rockman just has, uh, we can share that as well. It used to just be Facebook and YouTube. The program we use has added X to that. I love it. So Thanks, now StreamYard. people comment on, on X, formerly Twitter. We can bring those comments in as well. How about that? Only the friendly ones, of course. The rock man from the bus. He's a, he's that man's always on the road. Yep. Always on the road. Uh, and he likes Michigan. All right. So let's talk about the second one here. Texas and Washington. Like I said, I think both games are one possession games. I like Texas. Uh, you're going to ask me, are they going to cover that number I like four? The, I was going to say, if we're talking about covering, I would say I would go with Washington. I almost like Washington to win as well. Okay. I'm, um, I th- I'm going 41-35 Texas. And I, well, I'll i check here as you talk, Ash, to see what the current over-under number is. But I like a high-scoring game and still a one-possession game. Yeah, I, Texas. I, I agree. I think it'll I think it'll be high-scoring. I don't know. If you give me – you want to look up the under-over while you're at it. Sure, go for it. Um, over-under, whatever mm-hmm. you call it. Um, I, I think I would take the over, depending on what that number is, because it's just two offenses that love to get after it, love to take shots. Um, and it seems like – especially Washington games that I've watched this year, it seems like they score – between them and Oregon, almost every possession. Mm. Like every time the offense touches the ball, there is either a field goal being scored or a touchdown being scored. So I think Washington will score a lot of points. It feels a little bit like Texas is the hotter team, which concerns me when I say I like Washington. Um, But I'm going to go with, I think Alabama's the hotter team, so I'm picking them. I think Texas is the hotter team, but I'm still not going to pick them. So I don't make any sense to myself, but I'm going to go Washington and Alabama. Okay. Um, the over and under number there is 62 and a half. I'm saying 41, 35. So that's over. way over. Yep. Yeah. 44 and a half in the other game, Bama, Michigan. And Seems I could see over. that being even pretty, under pretty close. Yeah. 24, 17 game, yep. maybe yep. 24, 20, right? Yeah. On it seems the like a little more of a, in the mud ground and pound type Rockman game. likes Texas 35, 31. All right. I like that. Yep. Uh, Sam, we're going to get to, yeah. The Pop-Tarts Bowl? Well, so I'll just, well, let's just do this here. Sam <laughs> says the Pop-Tarts Bowl is on. I wanted to watch it just because it was named the Pop-Tart Bowl. So the Pinstripe Bowl is the Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl? Yep. Sam leads us to a question Ashley punched in here. What is the first bowl game you will watch prior to the New Year's Day college football playoff semifinals. Now, this question would suggest that we haven't yet watched a bowl game. I have not. Neither have I. <laughs> I have I, I, I've said I've this scores. for many years now. Once the playoff was created, so it was different with the BCS because there was just one game and mm-hmm. it felt like, well, team three and maybe even team four had a right to be there and whatever. Now that there are four teams, I have no interest in five through nine or even ten. I have a decreasing interest now because nobody plays. If you aren't the in the problem. college football playoff, you don't play. Yep. And and look, I don't have a problem with that as a fan of college football that these guys decide these games don't matter. Why am I playing? Mm-hmm. And especially, obviously, they're only guys that are going to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, hey, out of continuity's sake, practicing together and playing together is good for next year. Keon Coleman does not care about the Florida State team next year. He'd love for them to succeed. Jared but, but yeah, and, and quite honestly, you know what? They're doing their team a favor 
by not practicing and playing. Sure. Okay, because you're getting the other guys more time, more reps. So I think it's actually benefiting the program by them not playing. So, yes, I have no interest in any games outside of the college football playoff games. That said, I might check in on Notre Dame, Oregon State on Because you're a Notre Dame fan. Might. But but it's at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. If I've got other stuff going on, I'm good. I, I don't. I just don't That's tomorrow? Care. Friday? Friday? Just don't care. Yeah, I, for you, it's interesting because you're a Notre Dame fan. They're going to play, I believe, one of their incoming quarterbacks, their freshman yeah. quarterbacks, who yeah. there's been a lot of hype surrounding. So it might be interesting to get a look at him, but he's also not going up against Oregon State's best players. DJ Uyangalele isn't playing. So like, who really cares? These game, and who I haven't really even cares? bet on any game yet. Right. These games do not well, matter. How do you bet on a game that you don't know who's playing? Like who's at quarterback? That's who's right. at like that? That's a tough, that's tough to predict no matter what Vegas says. I don't have an interest. I, this is the thing. If if you told me like, I think Florida State, Georgia would be the first game that I would say I'm interested in, but you tell me no one is playing on those teams. Then again, I'm not interested. So right. I just, I really don't care. Next year, different story. Those games, at least those 12 teams, those will matter because every team is going to play their players. But the, but apply the question to next year. Which games outside of the college football playoff games are None. you watching? Exactly. None. Exactly. But at least it's more games. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and for the crowd that will, I assume, see Georgia pound Florida State, and for the people who will say, see, Florida State doesn't belong in. Yeah, not fair. It, th this game is far from indicative of what either team yeah. is. Now, I, I I, understand you making an argument for Georgia getting in. Florida State, I, I think the committee did the right thing by leaving them out. How they play against Georgia will, will not mean yeah. anything towards the – validation yeah, one way or the other product yeah the, yeah the confirmation or you know discreditation of decreditation yeah. of yeah. whatever it's a yeah it doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter all right so we're not watching any bowl games until uh i may watch night. like clemson kentucky maybe you'll get me for a little bit a quarter <laughs> um same thing like notre dame tomorrow i'll check in on a score i'm working so i can't watch the game but they're there are certain games that I would be just like, yeah, okay, I'll check in for a little bit, but I'm not interested in watching start to finish for any reason. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. We saw it coming. Yeah. But uh, look, it's the first time it's ever happened that a Power 5 team won its conference and didn't get in. It'd obviously be the last time because we're going to 12. Right. Never Mitch, happened again. Mitch is a fan. What's up, man? My sweater's not that great, but his sweater's pretty awesome. Full on holiday sweater, fair aisle style for the last show of the year. We're back in 30 seconds. Make your first road trip of the year one your family will never forget. Visit the Saratoga City Center RV Show January 5th through the 7th to take advantage of preseason pricing and the best selection of the year. Our expert outfitters will be on site ready to answer all your questions with travel trailers starting at $153 a month, fifth wheels as low as $344 a month, and motorhomes beginning at $576 a month. Don't miss this opportunity to cash in on top dollar for your trade. Start your next journey at the Saratoga City Center RV show January 5th through the 7th. And now back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House.
All right, so Ash is on Alabama. I'm on Michigan. I'm on Texas. Ash is on Washington. We're we're different. And there are, we have said uh, just independently, like, hey, we'd love to see Washington win this whole thing. That that would be a lot of fun. Adam's a roll tide roll kind of guy. Wonders, though, if his Cowboys are in danger this Saturday. Happy New Year to you too, buddy. Um, No. No, they're not in danger. They are in danger when it comes to playoff time because they're going to have to play on the road. Then they're in danger. But I like that we'll get they're in our picks. I'll just say that I like I like the Cowboys to win. We can discuss whether or not we think the Cowboys will cover later Mm -hmm. on in our picks. But I like the Cowboys at home where they are undefeated this season to win. Dak is a wildly different quarterback at home as opposed to on the road. They play really well as home favorites. They usually cover that number. They have beaten, I believe, more teams this year um, by 20 or more points than any other team in the league. I think the eight wins by 20 or more points. So home. So they're Jekyll and Hyde. They play really well, which is why winning the division was so important for Dallas. Not in trouble this Saturday, Adam, but uh, – in trouble when they get to the playoffs. And then the questions of conversation will be, is Mike McCarthy in trouble? And yeah, yeah, they're one and done in the postseason. Does Jerry Jones move on from that? And what do you do with Dak Prescott? Do all those questions reemerge where we thought we had them answered about two weeks ago? We don't have anything answered in the NFL. That, that is the biggest thing is that you just don't, no, you just don't know. And you're right. You can't lose on Jimmy Johnson. Like, the, the guy's finally, finally, finally going into the Cowboys ring of honor. It's about time. You can't. And and here's proof that we don't know. We know nothing. The Niners looked like the best team in the NFL. The number was a little more than I would have liked at five and a half in San Francisco's favor. But I still thought Niners going to win this game. It's at home. Primetime game. Give me San Francisco. And Baltimore now looks, and people still aren't really respecting I, the Ravens, I don't know, which I don't, is crazy. I know, this is a good it's, football it's me. team. It's me. The defense is really good. Lamar is playing well. He has better, and, and this is without Mark Andrews, he has better offensive options now than he's ever had as a quarterback in Baltimore. Run the ball. And he doesn't have to run the ball that much, but he can. And that's with the injuries to the running back still. It, it's They just continue to win games and try to make people yeah, believe I, and they I know. aren't believing yet. I know. I'm, and I'm one of them. And I, I I know I'm one of them. And I don't, I don't know. I just, when I watch them, I don't see it. But what they do is they go out and continue to win every Can you week. find a better win in the NFL than what we saw Christmas night? <sighs> I mean, it was a really good win. And I think a really surprising win. Here's the deal. We talked about it was one of Purdy's worst games. Four picks. This is a guy we're talking about for MVP. Not anymore. Two of them were really tough luck interceptions. Mm-hmm. No doubt. And the problem with interceptions is you're giving the ball back to the other team who then goes and scores. And I think, so when you think about, okay, hey, this was one of his worst games. It was tough luck. You turn the ball over four times and it turns into points for the other team. Is that a different story if this plays out again? You know what I mean? And I think it is because I don't, think that those things happen again but i'm still i'm still not convinced i'm still not convinced so if i said to you these two teams will play in the super bowl on a neutral field um i'll take the niners wow 
that, but that's what I mean. I just can't, I, I can't do it. I can't get there. I don't know why I can't get there, but I can't get there. Russell Wilson will not get to the end of the season. This is unbelievable. Broncos are benching their starting quarterback. Jarrett Stidham will take over the final two games of the season. Sean Payton is quoted as saying, we are desperately trying to win games. No, you're not. They're trying to avoid a huge roster bonus that would trigger million? in March if Wilson is unable to pass a physical. It's a it's interesting language yeah. here. He put a clause in his contract to protect himself from injury, which on the surface sounds like a smart idea. Sure. Hey, if but, I get how hurt, do you do that? I want to get my money. Mm -hmm. But guess what? When you are playing, <laughs> he's playing okay. Yeah, he's playing decent. But the Broncos are better than anyone thought they would be after the first few games of the season. But Denver's seven and eight. And Sean Payton sees the ceiling and it's not high enough. Mm -hmm. So obviously you say to yourself, we have to move on and we can't pay Russell Wilson this ridiculous contract that one Payton wasn't there to make the trade two wasn't there to give Wilson the deal. So he is ready to move on and that's going to happen in Denver. Russell Wilson will not be the quarterback in Denver next year. It is a, this is a strange way it has played out. Mm -hmm. You have a you have a problem with what Denver's doing. I don't love it. I mean, they're they're clearly choosing a lesser quarterback, right? So the quote that we're desperately trying to win, you can't you can't stand there and say it without a big it tongue just, in your cheek. Yeah. It, so do you have a problem with this that Denver is not being as competitive as they could be? I don't love it because I say you leave it up to to the player. If Russell Wilson says. Hey, we're seven and eight. I don't want to get hurt. I'm not going to play, which he wouldn't because he's a competitor. Then fine. But my other thing is if you're going to cut him anyway, yeah. or trade him or get rid of whatever the case may be, if he is not going to be your starting quarterback next year, why do you care if he plays in the final two games or not? Why do you care if he gets hurt? And I'm not saying you want him to get hurt, but why do you care if he plays? Let him play. And whatever happens, happens. The physical will not, it won't affect them, right? If well, he's not going to play. Or well, unless, no. he, unless you're talking March comes before they cut him. Yeah. Yeah. Cut him before. I, I think even then, if he can't pass a physical on any team, he's going, that, that cause is going to trigger. If he can't pass a physical, the Broncos owe him money. Mm. So you, you, uh, you wrap that guy in bubble wrap. You don't even let him drive anywhere. You make sure well, he you is. You can't affect that. You make sure he is not injured at all adam this is and this is funny can it. wilson now like turn the tables a little bit somehow and go well i was walking in the facility and i turned my ankle right. i can't get it yeah. well because he's still gonna pass a physical if he didn't really do it but <laughs> right because it's up to look it's yeah. gonna be up to the broncos doctors I and i don't love it and all this stuff. i don't love it but if they really are gonna if he's not going to be their quarterback anyway i just don't really care anymore you know what i mean i just but i don't love how it's all playing out yeah, it it it's dirty. There's no doubt. It this is dirty pool. Um, if if I'm the if I'm Roger Goodell, I have a problem with it. But mm -hmm. I, if I'm the Players Association, I have a problem with it. Both sides, right? Usually at odds, should be in agreement on this. One, the NFL's perspective. Hey, we want teams putting their best players out there to be competitive, to try to win. You can't look at Denver as an opponent now and say. 
well, those are two victories. Chalk them up, right? And if you're the Players Association, you, you can't love a team holding a guy out of games when he's clearly the better option um, because they don't want to pay him. But but how many times do we say it's a business? And not just the NFL. It's a business, right? And Players get traded and they go, well, now I've learned the hard way. This is yeah. a business. It is a business beyond anything else. Winning is important, but setting yourself up for success in the future and making money is more important. I mean, they like to think one goes with the other, but it's a business before it is really a true, hardcore, we're going to do anything we can possibly do to win. Yeah, I, listen, I agree. It's a business. Um, I just, again, I don't I don't love how it's playing out, but I get that. it's it is what it is. And that contract is enormous. Ooh, Giants are going to Terod Taylor. They are putting Tommy uh, DeVito on the bench. Uh, I would assume for the final two games, yeah. the, like unless unless Taylor Tyrod is a gets complete hurt, disaster or he gets hurt, yeah, I just think he's gonna, they're going to stick with him. Do you think this is the last we've seen of Tommy Cutlets as as in a Giants uniform? Oh yeah, okay. But I thought that last Period. week because I thought he's that not Saints going. He's not going to take. They're not going to take a third quarterback. You are going to draft a quarterback, and you're going to keep Daniel Jones because of the massive amount of money that you're going to pay him. And you will either start Daniel Jones and let whoever, whether it's Daniels or whoever you draft mm -hmm. in the NFL draft mm -hmm. this coming year, uh, you will let that player learn for a year or two behind Daniel Jones, or you'll let him beat Daniel Jones out. And Daniel Jones will make a whole lot of money sitting on the bench. But you're not going to cut Daniel Jones, pay him money, yeah. and put Tommy DeVito as your backup quarterback. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. It was fun while it lasted. Yeah, and he might get – he may have earned himself – a backup job somewhere else. He I, may I, have. Obviously, he'll get invited to a yep. camp somewhere to compete yep. for the backup he job. Have. He may not win that backup mm -hmm. job, but it was it was a fun storyline while yeah. it lasted. It just flamed out very quickly. Oh, it's very gone. quickly. Gone. He's probably wishing he took the ten grand. We were talking about place. the pizzeria the other day, and gone. Right, he had ten grand in his pocket Asked to do for that 20. appearance. Got a little murky with why it went up to 20 and then did it for free. Listen, Probably he's going to make like $417,000 this season. Yeah. He'll be just fine. Yeah. You can make that work for four years living pretty well. Yeah, I know. Okay. He's not paying rent, right? He's living at home. Yeah, exactly. All right. We're back in a minute here on Honorado and Miller. We've got our week 17 picks still to come. Dirty, difficult, done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. Our Marcella's MVP of the month as well. Back in a minute. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. 
sponsored by Alpen House. It's time for the MVP of the month, sponsored by Marcella's Appliance Center. Shout out to our guy, Johnny Marcella, Nick Madalone, all the support we get from Marcella's Appliance Center, uh, all the appliances in the Honorado household uh, were Marcella's purchased. Marcella's bought. They were purchased at Marcella's. Let's just do it that way. All right, here's the MVP of the month. Uh, last show of the year. Last MVP of 2023. It's the Dodgers front office in general, but if you want to single somebody out, give it to the... This isn't bad. First year GM. Whoa. Um, the coup of getting Shohei Otani on that incredible contract deferment. And then Yamamoto after that. The Dodgers have asserted themselves, whether you think they're going to win the World Series or not, they are the preferred destination mm -hmm. by big-name free agents, and they are clearly the team that is most willing to spend whatever it takes to win. And, and this isn't Steve Cohen spending a lot of money because the Mets weren't getting the prime free agents. Right. They were getting the old guys who were going to cash in on a 40-plus million-dollar-a-year contract. The Dodgers are getting the best players and spending the most money they are this is whew, what a month the dodgers will pay shohei otani almost as much i mean technically i have to reverse this the new york mets will pay bobby bonilla almost mm -hmm. as much mm -hmm. as the los angeles dodgers will pay shohei otani for the next 10 years mm -hmm. every year for the mm -hmm. next 10 years I mean, Bobby's making 1.5, Shohei's making two. Yeah. That tells you the difference in the decision-making of those two organizations. Is it deferment or deferral? Uh, I think they both work. Yeah. Just wondering. It's deferred sure. money. Deferred money. Um, And it's funny. I've read both sides here that like, hey, actually, it's better if you get all the money up front. It's, it actually benefits the team more if they can defer that money. So even though we make a big deal out of the Bobby Bonilla contract, yeah, I, I think the Mets ended up making out better with that than paying Bonilla everything up front. And I, I think the Dodgers will make out better than Otani. But but look, it's a nice retirement plan. I mean, one, <laughs> Knowing that like, deferred the money is coming in. The guy hasn't played for the Mets in how many years? Yeah. And he's still making 1.5 a year. And you, it's just is kind of laughable. But – Think about how much money Shohei Otani is going to be making long after he yeah. plays, like, and a lot of it. I know. Long after he, not 1.5 million a year, right? 40 million a year. Yeah. After he leaves the Dodgers. Yeah. When, when he's presumably not getting the endorsements, but, but somebody with his making global, all of that. that global influence, my guess is people are paying him. He's making a ton of to money. To do things beyond baseball. What's the, what's the big sponsorship he's got on TV right now? Uh, New Balance. Yeah, he I was going to say Balance. Skechers, but New Balance. Yeah. So yeah. Tells you how much I those commercials are working. Yeah. He's getting paid for them. He says, we got next, or we got now. It's We got now. We got now. Uh, a couple of rule changes we didn't get to last week in Major League Baseball, and the ones baseball implemented for 2023 were wildly successful, mm -hmm. and I think popular among most fans. The pitch sure. clock, the... <laughs> The bigger bases, um, the number of times you're allowed to throw over to first base, pickoff moves, 
there were more stolen bases. There was more activity. Yes. There were more runs scored in the postseason. All of those things. So everything they wanted. So now we're tinkering a little bit here, and so baseball decided uh, we don't need 20 seconds when there isn't a runner on base. When there's a runner on base, it's 15, and that's staying. When there's nobody on base, we don't need 20. We're going to 18. And the average length of time spent by a pitcher in between pitches with nobody on base was like 13 to 15 seconds. Okay. So they knock it down a couple, and I think it'll be fine. Wider first base paths. Interesting. Remember, you have to like almost had to always mm -hmm. just run in that one yeah, little lane. Little now you don't have to. That's nice. Okay, fine. Mound visits reduced from five to four. And the average mound visits this year are somewhere between two and three. That a lot of pitching changes changing. are made in between. No, it does. Oh. A, lot of, a lot of pitching changes are were made in between innings, right? So that you get the changeover, new guy coming in, don't have to visit the mound. So I'm not sure that I like that a mound <clears> visit is a pitching change. You know what I mean? Because as long as it's like a legit reason, I think I don't mind four if it doesn't count, but like there's a lot of guys who got to get pulled in the middle of an inning. And if you're making a pitching change, it's, I don't know. Yeah, hard to pull a guy in between innings or during the inning now when you have to face three, three batters, consecutive yeah. guys. It, there's yeah. a lot at play here that just, you know. There's a lot of rules. Major there League are baseball, a lot of rules. Yeah, there are a lot of rules that Major League Baseball has created very recently Yeah, that have gone over well. Mm -hmm. But it feels like a lot of things to think about for these managers when you're counting mound visits and pitch counts and clocks and whoo. Yeah. Good thing they got a lot of people working for them. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam with an interesting thought here, and I think we are coming up on this, Sam. Mm. Um, get rid of divisions two leagues, one division with all teams in it. Yeah, I think... It's like what the NLL has done. I think just we're... one big old wide open... Yeah, the NBA has talked a lot about maybe just not even doing Eastern and Western conferences, mm -hmm. just put the top whatever teams in. Now that they've expanded the playoffs, that probably won't happen. Um, but this is an interesting thought here. I, I've long thought we are headed for realignment very soon. And I think maybe in the next couple of two, three years here, you're going to get expansion, right? You're going to get a, a Major League Baseball franchise. Well, they're moving from Oakland to Vegas. But I think you're going to get a team placed in Nashville as opposed to a team moving. The Rays are talking about building a new stadium. So I think you're going to get at least one more team added to baseball. And then you have to realign. and you know, I don't know exactly how that looks and if teams have to change leagues and that type of stuff, but I think we're at least, Sam, headed for division realignment, uh, if not getting rid of it completely. All right, let's take a quick, quick break here on Honorado and Miller. We're back in 30 seconds with the Dirty Difficult Duns of the Week. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you use. If you can't give true love to me, I'll understand. Just do the best you can. Bigelow Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Sponsored by Performance Industrial. 
Bill Miller, our guy at Performance Industrial, where there's never a job that's too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. Um, our thanks to them for not only sponsoring the segment, but uh, always supporting the show here. Two years running with our guy Bill Miller and Performance Industrial. Is Joe Flacco really this dirty <laughs> or will his run soon be done? This is my question. I don't always love using a question in this segment. I like it. Um, but it'll help us at least discuss what Flacco has done here. He's 3-1 and one as a starter for the Browns. He has thrown for more than 300 yards in three victories mm -hmm. for Cleveland. His one loss is, is against the Rams. Yeah. Okay. But his he, numbers. He has aren't... beaten a sinking Jaguars team. Yes. A subpar Bears team. Mm -hmm. And a Texans team without CJ yes. CJ Stroud. This is this he will finish point. the season against the Jets Thursday night football. Hello. And then a Bengals team without Joe Burrow. So he, he is playing much better than I thought he would. We were out to dinner with friends weeks ago, and Flacco hadn't been signed yet. And one of our friends said, shouldn't the Jets call up Joe Flacco and bring him back? And I, I almost lost my mind. I said, why? The guy can't play anymore. He's not a good quarterback. There's a reason he's not on a roster. And then the Browns sign him, and he's, you know, and effectively – Lighting it up here. Yeah, he's not, though. And as that's... a 38-year-old quarterback or however yeah. old he is. So, no, I don't think he's this dirty. And, yes, I think his run is soon done. Yeah. But he has put Cleveland mm -hmm. into the playoffs. Right. They're in a position to win, and that's all that matters. Uh, when you look at his numbers, though, and he's thrown for more than 1,300 yards, it's the most of any quarterback in that four-game span. Um, but he's got 10 touchdowns. Seven interceptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His QBR is 45. Like, the numbers are not that good, and you just listed the teams he did it against. Yeah. Not that good. Yeah. So, while he's been good enough to get them wins, yeah, they're winning games. he hasn't been great. No. But he might be good enough to get them into the playoffs. Oh, they're in. And I mean, they're 10 and 5. The they are like, in. They're, and they'll be in with Joe Flacco. And that plays out however it does. But he's surrounded with a great defense. And they can do like he's got weapons. Still run the ball well, even without Nick Chubb. Yep. yep. Um Mari Cooper has had a has had monster that's games the thing. with he's, Flacco. He's, I mean, it's like 260 He set the franchise record. Something. Yeah. Um, so no, his play has not been dirty in the first place. It's just been good enough, I think, is kind of what we would say. And I do think the run comes to an end, but not in the next two weeks. And then he's in the playoffs, and maybe it comes to an end then. So Sam makes the point here. Two will play seven. Three will play six. Yeah, four maybe. will play five. Four will be the AFC South division winner. Which is? It's either Jacksonville or Indianapolis. or you know. So, good. yeah, certainly could win that game. Um, and then then would be done after that. Yeah. But but if you told me. I You you that Joe think. Flacco will lead a team. I, it doesn't matter what team, will lead a team to the playoffs. I would have said, I will take that bet any day of the week, and I would have lost. Okay. So, win some, we lose some. What he's doing is impressive, regardless of the competition. I agree. Or the overall 38 numbers. year old coming off the couch. Right. Like, right. And winning games. Yes. I, it's, 
it's great. I mean, it's a great story. Cleveland loves it. Cleveland deserves. I, I always say I have a lot of friends who are Cleveland fans. I feel bad for them. <laughs> I like that they get a winner every once in a while. So yeah. it, it doesn't hurt my feelings if they get into the playoffs here. Yeah. Okay. That's your up. All right. My dirty difficult done. I, and I, because I want your reaction to all of this. And I think it's being a little bit overblown, but this is sort of ridiculous and childish and NFL players can be childish. Packers are done with Jair Alexander suspended one game <laughs> for going. This is incredible. So he just inserted himself into the captain's group, walked out onto the field to start the game against Carolina, yep. called the coin toss, yep. called tails, incorrectly, won it. Yep. And then when asked what they wanted to do, yeah. instead of saying we'd like to defer, uh-huh. he said we want to play defense, right. which is not the right answer. Because technically, the referee could have said, okay, you want to play defense, then turned to the other team and said, what do you want? And if they said, we want the ball, then guess what? They get the ball in the first half and in the second half. Now, he knew better, and he had talked to Matt LaFleur before the game, right. who said, if we, we want toss. to defer. Yep. But that, I mean, he got suspended for this. Number one, for being just a total idiot and inserting it. Like, I'm from Charlotte. Coach didn't know, so I just made myself a captain. Well, you can't just make yourself a captain. Well, now you're not going to play a game. What do you think, Packers fan? Highest paid cornerback in, in the NFL. All of football. $21 million. He is a two-time All-Pro. He has had great seasons. Not good. He has had great seasons. He has now struggles to stay on the has field. Has been hurt, yep. And when he's out there, he's not a very positively impactful player. So... And this isn't the first thing he's done. Where like it, right. some of the injuries have been a little weird. Like, hey, why you're practicing? Why aren't you playing? Mm-hmm. So I, I think Packers are done. Which Jair Alexander could be. Period. He, my guess is he's not on the team next year. But if that Week 18 game matters, oh, he'll be out there. He'll play. Yeah, he still is good enough to to put him. But this is a message. Like, hey, guys. <laughs> If we don't send you, <laughs> not only did you, right, like Ash said, not only did you overstep your bounds in declaring yourself a captain because you're from Charlotte, you then screwed up. Right. The, the, you could have really, what we wanted to do. I mean, yeah. what, listen, Green Bay's defense has a hard enough time on its own. Correct. You can't give a team even as bad as the Panthers the ball to start the first and second half. Could you imagine? That defense <laughs> blew the game anyway. Um, not top 10. That would have been number one on the not top yeah, 10. This is this is wild. Uh, I don't know. You know, I don't. it's stupid. Now, it the Packers stupid. don't have season-long captains who would go out there every right. single week. They anoint three captains every single week that are different, and they go out there. Yeah, it, it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. Sounds like Jair Alexander. Stupid. Yeah. Boy. Green Bay's got a, t- the, uh, you know, they, they're not going to get into the playoffs, I don't think think they have to win their no, last two games now they've there made is it a difficult road. on themselves go ahead right i mean you, you don't want them to be winning games but they've won too many games now to make it right you have to make the playoffs right. now because you've won too many right. meaningless games yep. the loss to the giants for me was the nail in the coffin you barely beat the panthers you get minnesota and chicago to end the season you can finish nine and eight and then you need either the rams or seattle to fall out it's possible yeah. it could happen and the Vikings are going to start a rookie quarterback from BYU instead of Nick Mullins. So it's Justin Jefferson 
is going to have, I don't know what his number is receiving yards in Vegas. He is going to have a monster game. Just throw it up to him. I mean, if the Packers don't have a safety over the top of Jefferson on every single play, Joe Barry should be fired. He's going to have a monster game. He should have a ton of targets is all I'm saying. All right, one more time out here on Honorado and Miller. When we come back, we've got got those Week 17 picks to get to here. Ash has a question about the NBA. We'll look at the Hall of Fame class for the NFL, NFL, Pro Football Hall of Fame class, who gets in, who gets left out. We're back in a minute. Teams. Athletes. organizations we're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose claim your crown you've heard of unsung heroes the men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes for the past year you've learned about our many charitable endeavors now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now, back to Honorado and Miller. Sponsored by Alpen House. All right. Andy Heck, Katie Osborne, their support means everything to us on this show. Uh, we appreciate them. Thanks to uh, everything they've done for us. Uh, and a happy new year to them. Novice Clothing Company, Performance Industrial, Nyscoba, Marcellas, Saratoga Eagle, and Michelob Ultra keeping us going into 2024. And we love it. All right, let's get to our picks here, Ash. Um, well, I can throw up. What did we do last week? You could here throw were up. Our, you could I throw, could up throw up over your up, picks. Period. Yeah. Uh, Bengals, no. Bills, no. Cowboys, no. Eagles, no. Niners, no. So all of that adds up to what? Well, it adds up to this. Oh, and five. Ooh. Is that Ooh. the first bagel of the season? For sure. I, I was doing really well. You were doing really well. I was 10 games over 500 and now five and mm. going to just try to hang on That's for dear good. life I'm to try under. to be over 500. Well, no, you were at 500 I, last week. Yeah. So now you're, you're under one, but, but we're only separated by three games. So a lot to, uh, a lot at stake here. You only get five when you only get five a week. Yeah. Tough it's to make like up. four or five a week. Usually we don't pick some. all of them. We just try to pick the interesting ones. This one is certainly interesting. Very. Lions and Cowboys Saturday. I have Saturday night plans. It's to watch this game. Dallas hosting Detroit. I like the Cowboys. And this number is down. The money is on the Lions. It's gone down to four and a half. But when we set this game, it was six and a half. I will still take Dallas to win by a touchdown. They are really good as home favorites. Dak plays really well. Detroit secondary. Eh. So give me the Cowboys in what I think will be a high-scoring game. It's the highest number currently that Vegas has set this season in the NFL in terms of over-under. Um, 52 and a half, maybe a little bit more than that even. That seems a little I know strange. Give me 
Give me Dallas here to win, cover, and I think I'll take the over. Wow. I'm a little surprised that it's the highest number of the year for these two teams. I mean, they both like to score, but there are times when the Cowboys really do not like to score, like when they (laughs) score six points in a game and it's not so good. Uh, I am taking the Lions here because I think, uh, although they're already into the play, they're already into the playoffs. They've already won the division. Mm -hmm. I hope they play everyone. I think they will. Um, I like the Lions and the Cowboys are headed in the wrong direction. They've lost two in a row, two important games, which may be why they're going to play well this week. But they're already into the playoffs also. Like you said, the problem is they need to win the division because they can't play on the road. The only yep. place they can play is at home. Yep. So I understand why you're picking Dallas. I am going with the hotter team currently, which is the Lions. And I like the fact that at the current moment, Vegas feels a little bit like I do and things have indicated people are betting on the Lions. So 53 and a half. If it stays that high, Ooh. it will be the largest of the season and the Gosh. most since the Dolphins and Chargers played December of last year. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. So we're different there. Game two, Dolphins-Ravens. Now, these are the two games of the Finally weekend. Finally did it. Two games of the weekend. You've got Detroit and Dallas. you got Miami and Baltimore. We both like the Ravens here. Why are you finally flipping to Baltimore? Don't know, because I still don't feel good about it. But they just are coming off what we talked about, maybe the most impressive win of the season. They're underrated. Nobody's talking about them. So now I'm finally going to pick them to win against the Dolphins. They're at home. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing it. This will be the week that they don't win, and then I'll be off them forever. Dolphins probably won't have Jalen Waddle. Yeah, most Mostert likely Mostert is banged up. Hill is maybe still only uh, like his two wheels or one and a half good wheels maybe. So um, Miami had a – that was a championship drive to beat Dallas last week. That was a that was a Tua show me moment. Dallas scored late. Tua didn't have a lot of time. Got his guys in position for a Jason Sanders field goal who made, what, five field goals yeah. that night? Um, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. And yet what Baltimore did at San Francisco was more impressive. Sure. And I think they are just rolling right now. You said it. They're at home. Miami's Baltimore's defense up. is good. Give me the Ravens to win and cover that three and a half. Saints and Bucks. this is for first place in the AFC South, baby. Here, NFC South. Here we go. This is exciting stuff. Uh I like Tampa Bay, and I will just say this. The Bucs are going to win. They're going to cover. And Baker Mayfield is going to get a multi-year contract from Tampa Bay. Wowzers. He's playing really well. And that's that's in spite of the head coach being focused on defense. Mm -hmm. Baker Baker Mayfield. I'm not a huge Baker guy. Yeah, I know. But the way he's playing. I think you'd be hard pressed to find 12 or 13 guys better in the league than him right now. He's going to get a multi-year contract from Tampa Bay. They're going to win the division, which means they probably aren't in position to draft one of those top quarterbacks in the first round. They're not going to trade draft capital, which they need to get a guy that is fourth or fifth behind May Williams Mm -hmm. and Daniels. They're going to ride with Baker here. Yeah. I, and I think build around him a little bit. He can he can carry you for a few years. He's still young enough. Uh, I do, I enjoy Baker. I, I like his energy. I like his 
cockiness, his confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really shied away from that. He has never bothered me. And I've always kind of, kind of hoped he, he did well when he first went to LA and played that oh. game played out of his Crazy. mind and was so good. Oh. I was so fired up about that. And I just thought like, so, it's, it's good for him, like good for that guy for mm-hmm. going to just kind of be like, you know what? I can still do it. And that's what got him to Tampa with the starting job. And so he's just a guy that I tend to root for because I think people just kind of crap on him all the time and don't think that he can do it. And it's clear that he's good enough to be a starting quarterback on an NFL team. How good that team ends up being, yeah. I don't know, because it's not a very good division. Terrible division. But still, he's got them winning and potentially getting into the playoffs. Yeah, it's a terrible division. Mm-hmm. But but regardless, yeah, he's right. He's going to lead them to the postseason. Yep. And I just think ultimately GM Jason Light is going to say, what are my other options? Right. You're not going to get better in the draft unless you're, yeah. I can sign. get Baker cheaper than I can get mm-hmm. a lot of other guys that are just mm-hmm. going to hit the market, right? Okay, so we're both on Tampa Bay here. Different in only one game so far, and we're different in only one game still after this one. Steelers and Seahawks. Now, I wrestled with this. This is the one that I spent the most time thinking about because I thought to myself, can Mason Rudolph do it again? I know. That was so impressive Mm -hmm. what Pittsburgh did dismantling the Bengals last week that I I thought – can they do it again? This and the answer to Jake me is Browning. no, because this is now on the road. Yeah. So against him. Give me Seattle, a team. They're both fighting their play, for their playoff lives here, but give me Seattle at home. At home. I, I agree. Yeah. Against a team that outside of last week has struggled mightily to score and hit big yeah. plays. Yeah. Um, well, so. And Mason Rudolph has a shorter a shelf life than yeah. Joe Flacco. It could be a one-off. Even. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we both like Seattle there. That's not good for the Packers. Packers need help from the Seahawks to lose games. The Rams as well. Rams have the Giants this week. Packers, Vikings, Sunday night football on News Channel 13, NBC, and New Year's Eve night. Do my picks ever affect your picks? No. No, I know. I'm I'm just wondering. No, I'm picking what I think is. Yeah, you're you're saying from a strategy standpoint. Yeah, yeah, from a strategy standpoint. No, I like forget the the number here. It's actually gone down to one and a half in most Vegas books. Uh, I like the Packers to win outright here. Well, so do I. But they're also who are the Vikings starting a quarterback? Right, a guy that's never played. It's his first NFL start. He started. He started early. He started the first game after Kirk Cousins got injured before they brought in Josh Dobbs. His second NFL start. Yeah. I know. I, I, I'll i take Jordan Love and whatever the Packers are bringing to the table. Yeah, I like Green Bay here, too. Would it surprise me if they find a way to no. lose? At Minnesota, yeah, especially. Justin Jefferson, huge game. Yep. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Here are the records again, what we're up against. I just, that, oh, from five. Well, oh I can't make goodness. up any ground here, so. You can make up one. We're different. Yeah, in, one. Uh, we're different in one. Hall of Fame list is out. Uh, Julius Peppers and Antonio Gates are both first time on the ballot. uh, And they're also finalists. So they've got 15 finalists that'll be pared down to 10 and then ultimately five, five, which will... Going to get 80%? Yeah, 80% 80% of of those five then get in. And you would imagine if you're down to the five, probably everybody gets in, but maybe not. Um, Would you put both of these guys in on the first ballot? Do both get in? The answer is yes. Do both get in this year is a different question. Antonio Gates, yes. Julius, maybe not, I think. Wow. But I think they're both going to get in. And I think it'll happen quickly. 
Peppers. You think Peppers over Gates? Pardon the pun, because he was a basketball hot. player at North Carolina. Is a slam dunk. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Peppers is hot. Like like an attractive hot. man. No, like oh, hot. Like oh, Peppers no, no. are hot. Uh, he's a slam dunk for me. Hmm. He's I think fifth all time in sacks. Well, Gates has to be top five of like every statistical category for tight ends ever. Tight end, if you aren't, it's probably who ready. Uh-huh. Tony Gonzalez. Uh-huh. Who Gronk, else? Gronk. And then Antonio Gates. Yeah. Maybe Travis Kelsey creeping up some of those yeah. those lists, but yeah. he's got to be top five in every statistical category for a tight end. Those boy, Chargers teams were nasty. Boy, I mean, him and LT with Rivers and yeah. Drew Brees. Yeah, he had some good it's, years. I mean, it's for me. It's a. I agree. Peppers is in, okay. but I think the Antonio Gates thing is a slam dunk. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. Right. Thank you, Troy. That one was slipping our minds there too, in terms of tight end statistics. Well, and guys, I know Shannon I Sharp is a Hall of Famer. Tony Gonzalez is a Hall of Famer. Sharp, um, I always view as more of just like a wide receiver than a tight end for some reason. Oh no! In my mind, He's I know. Tight end. But yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I Peppers for me definitely in, and some of the other names that we don't have listed on the screen here. Um, I mean, Tory Holtz up again. Reggie Wayne. Yep, Reggie Wayne. Both those guys, you have to think they'll probably get in, but they're five-time finalists. I think both of Tough. them. And both, you know what? And we... the NFL is not the most picky of the Hall of Fame crop. The, the, they're the least picky. The Pro Football and Pro Basketball Hall of Fames. Uh, they put a lot of guys in. Yeah. Let's just leave it at Football, that. Football, even more so. They put a lot of guys in. All right, let's hit on this because they're back in action here. Firewolves on my four Sunday night. New Year's New Eve. New Year's Eve, 8 o'clock. And where would you rather be New Year's Eve than Saskatchewan? That's where the or Albany Saskatchewan, Fire, as they oh, say Saskatchewan. It. Albany Firewolves are, will be in a 3-0 and team, Ash. 3-0 and team. Most surprising team in the NLL. Yeah, I mean, wild changes in the offseason. Clearly, it's working. Mm-hmm. A lot of young, exciting talent. They're able to score. You've said how many times in the three games? They've already scored more goals than they had all of last season in a game twice. So it's a different team for sure. Will it be 4-0? Yeah. It'd be awesome as 4-0 going, to, going into that home game. Going into the home game January 6th at MVP. Home on January 6th next, but you can catch the next game on my 4 New Year's Eve night. Have a great New Year's, everybody. Be safe. Enjoy the football and that college football playoff especially.